Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we don't really have a name for this one because we are winging it, aren't we? <laughs> Why are That's we winging story. it, Sherelle? Because <laughs> I'm in a mood. She's in a mood. I'm in an absolute mood. You know, we put Q&A boxes up on our stories and we got some really amazing questions come in, but I'm just not feeling, you know, going on the tangy about training at the moment. And I think when you go through these sorts of lulls and these sorts of moods, as we mm. all do, it's really important just to listen to what your body needs and go with the flow. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing today. And it just shows how transparent and authentic we are on these podcasts, you know, and if we don't feel like doing it, we're not going to do it in a way um it's important to listen to to how you're feeling and then make things work around that I mean so Mm. what do you reckon's compounded into this mood Sherelle you know I was thinking about this as we're writing down some of the questions on the Google Drive and um someone asked about social media and it's an integral part of our business Mm. right Danny where we have such a um you know such a duty to be online in a present way because our business is online. Mm. And for me, I love social media. I love connecting with my followers. I love meeting new people. I'm such a social person when it comes to that aspect. We met on social media. Yeah. You know, it's given me so many opportunities. I'm internally grateful for it. But it's also so important for me and my system to have space from Mm. being accessible. And um, this is something that I am so mindful of is it can like stem a little bit of like triggering, I guess, underlying anxiety in me when I always feel like I'm contactable. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know if anyone's watched that Netflix documentary, The Social Game, I think it's called. It just shows. It is. It does things to our hormones and every ding and every color that we see and stimulus, it all compounds Mm. and adds up to a social dilemma, a social dilemma. What did I call? I can't even remember a social game or something. The social dilemma. It is scary, man. And it makes sense because I've experienced this as well. It's that mixture of not wanting to let anyone down. Like people are asking for help, but a mixture of all all these stimuli from social media as well. And you just find yourself getting so wound up that you, you hit that point where you're like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. I can't get in a mood, shut down. So maybe we can talk about how to not let this happen. I suppose. Like it's hard. Someone tell (laughs) Sherelle. It's hard because I've been in this situation time and time again. And I think we all do, but you Mm. just have to learn how to switch off. But not to the point that'll stress you out more. Because, you know, when you log back on, you're going to have to attend to everything. Yes. So it's kind of like, well, at what point do I switch off? For me, anytime past 9, 30, 10, I'm not answering any DMs. I should really be in bed. Not, oh, absolutely same. Like I have boundaries when it comes to when I use my phone. I, okay, I put my notifications on for about 15 minutes the other day just to oh. see what it was like Nah, never again Which like, noti- like on the screen or on the lock screen there are so many or the little number that comes up just Which like one? on the a lock screen so oh, game up. over no nah, oh, because I use my dms for a lot of like friends to actually interact with yeah um so then I was like waiting on a message to hear back from someone that I was catching up for coffee with and I was like I need the message to come off to know when she's leaving so I turned mm. my notifications on and I was like 
oh my goodness, I could not handle that mm. always popping up. Um, and it's interesting because I got on my story the other day and was talking about sleep anxiety and insomnia mm. that I um, experienced in the past. And the underlying reason as to why that came up for me was always being on call. So yeah. when you're a midwife, when you're always on call um, because you have clients that um, you're there to deliver their baby and you look after their pregnancy they're called follow-throughs um and you've got to get them like if you don't get your follow-throughs deliver their babies they don't count and that's like nine months right that's gone um and there was so many near misses that i nearly had so like Mm. one of my um follow-throughs called me out in the middle of the night it was like three o'clock in the morning and she was like yeah, I could hear her like panting on the phone and I was like, holy shit, she's in active labor. Anyways, but it was like 3.20 and I delivered her baby in the hospital like 20 oh my God. later and got there just in time, picked her up. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, but you can just imagine that sort of stemmed this always being online, always being accessible, got to go, fight or flight. Yeah. And then, yeah, after that, that's what made me sort of have a bit of anxiety around sleep and my phone and being mm. accessible and on call. And I think that's like <laughs> low level what feeds this. Oh, a hundred percent. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be in a deep sleep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have to wake up and deliver a baby. It's not like you have to wake up and go make coffee for people at a job. You're delivering yeah. a baby 20 <laughs> minutes after you've been asleep. Like what the hell even is that? Yeah. Wow. This is, this is the funniest story, right? Do we have time for a quick story? Of course. We, we don't have anything really to talk about. <laughs> keep, let's keep fueling the uh, episode. So when I was um when I was studying to be a midwife, I had this one lady, it was like a fourth baby. So you know by the fourth one, they almost like it's pretty quick, right? Yeah. So she called me up. She was the one that was like three o'clock, called me up. She's like, Yeah, my waters are broken, but it's fine. And I could hear her on the phone. I'm like, it's not fine. You're oh. like pushing on the phone. Oh. Anyways, so I was like, I've got to go pick her up. The ambulance, she's not going to make it. Like, I've got to go pick her up. So I said to Luke, I was like, because he had a wagon at the time, and I was like to Luke, Luke. I woke him up. (laughs) I was like, Luke, I need to borrow your car. And he's like, what for? And I'm like, such and such is in labor. I'm just going to go pick her up from my house and I need your wagon just to put like a a towel in the backseat just in case. Oh, my God. You can imagine Luke. He was like, Sherelle, like he's in the driveway in his jocks and I'm driving off in his wagon. He's like, I feel sick. Oh my god! Like it's fine. Like I don't have time. I gotta go. I need your wagon. Give me the keys. Like where's the towel? You know, is it okay if I get lycra on the back seat? We're all good. (laughs) Mate, we got to the hospital and everything, and it is to this day like so funny when I chat with her still because I still chat with her, and I'm like, oh my goodness, because um her husband wasn't home at the time and he missed the birth and everything. Oh no! Underlying joke of being like delivered your kid and there you go there. Sherelle's mobile baby delivering service in the old wagon we just froze but that's okay sorry you're back now I lost you we're back um that is unbelievable how old were you when you were doing all of this um when was I starting I was probably like I want to say 22, 23 when I was at uni. That's a lot of responsibility, man. And no wonder you'd sort of have that that sleep anxiety and always um, feeling like you're on call and things. So, all right, what did you do then to to help that? How have you now learned how to switch off? Was it a time thing or? Mm, Yeah, so it was like four or six month period that I sort of went through this 
like low level worry about getting to sleep, like staying asleep, sleeping through things, not being alert, not being able to wake up. Um, And it was interesting because I went to the GP and sort of was like, you know, something's wrong with me. My resting heart rate goes up to 110 when I'm trying to go to sleep. Like Whoa. physiologically, something is wrong with me. I'm not sleeping. Like I had two hours last night. You know, I was literally, I remember one time like being like I had an early shift at seven o'clock um, and it was like 4 a.m. and I was laying there awake and I was like sweating. Yeah. Like this is what the sleep anxiety thing is. And I'd feel horrible because Luke would be up as well and I'd be waking him up. And I'm like, mm. I'm sorry, like I know you've got work too. I just yeah. don't know what's going on. So then I went to the doctor and I was like, all this is happening. Like, what 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 is this someone that's never sort of experienced anything like that mm. and me being sort of very objective and like understanding of the human body being like is something actually wrong because like physiologically I'm having heart palpitations yeah and I'm sweating like what's going on yeah so I went to the doctors and um she gave me um I want to say it's clonazepam and diazepam one of them is a blood pressure tablet to start mm. with. So to physiologically make you calm down. Yeah. Or like a lot of, like I have hypertension, which means like my blood pressure sits on the lower side anyways. So that was not. Hypotension. Yeah. Sorry, hypotension. Yeah. That was not um, a good uh, anxiety tablet that sometimes they'll give you for sleeping and things like that as well. Yeah. It was um, like just a horrible drug to start on. It didn't fix the problem. So I took it into my own hands and started like researching sleep hygiene and like looking into meditation and all these sorts of practices that we know are super important for our nervous system and to be able to, I guess, wind down at the end of the day and sort of go into that calm state that I was obviously just living in sympathetic overdrive. That's the thing. All these sorts of situations. So it was Mm. a hell of a lot of trial and error. Yeah, and we all know, okay, meditation, read a book before bed, have a bath, but how many people actually do it? It's crazy because these are the things that do add up um, or just changing your situation. I mean, you, you've changed your career now. Some people can and, and can't do that and it is what it is. But I remember when I used to open a cafe um, back when I was working as a barista, I would get sleep anxiety or my version of it because I was so fearful that I was going to miss my alarm um, and not be able to open the cafe and then I'll you know that's it so then I would wake up in the night with like a heart attack being like where am I did I miss it or have nightmares about it it's Mm. just crazy what it can do to you like your own thoughts yeah absolutely and exactly the same and the only the closest thing I could associate that feeling was a panic attack in the middle of the night waking up and having to grab my phone and being like is anyone in labor or am I am I going to sleep in past my alarm because we've all done that Mm. and I think when you've done that and you feel what that that underlying anxiety feels like when you're late it's one of my worst feelings I absolutely hate being late to things yeah yeah um because it's almost like that fear that a lot of us have of letting other people down. Mm. And we carry that with us, especially as females. I think that we carry that on a deeper level of not wanting to disappoint or let others down. And that was me like in bed being like, oh, I don't want to keep Luke up. I don't want to disappoint 
disappoint my numb. I don't want to let my clients down or my women in labor. Like it's just this underlying level that you can carry with you. And regardless of whether it's work or social media, it's so important to be able to have that space and downtime for yourself Mm. so that you can almost like self-soothe and be like, okay, I'm going to let go of all these external stresses that are out of my control anyways, whether all these things really do happen and just focus on what I can control. Yeah, really well said. And, you know, there's only so much that we can do as one person, as as you've mentioned before. But what I notice is if I put my plate too full with tasks that I have to do for the day and then I wake up in a rush, don't Mm. allow myself to slowly wake up and do what I need to do, make my breakfast. If I wake up straight away, check my phone, my day is gone. My energy is so hyperactive and I feel really responsive to everything Mm. even even though it may be the same amount as what I would get on a normal day if if I wake up in that frantic state it is very hard to undo or Mm. slow down so that's why a morning routine is so important now it doesn't have to be six thousand things that you do in the morning but you know one or two or work out what triggers you for me it's speed if i wake up to an alarm have to run out of it i hate that i'd rather wake up an hour early and just be calm yeah Yeah, do what i need to do and then get into the day and i found that that makes it so much easier but with waking up early comes having to be disciplined to go to bed early so it compounds the night before you can't have an amazing routine when you wake up, if your bedtime routine is no good as well. So there's that art between working out, okay, how much can I, when can I switch off? What time's reasonable for me and my lifestyle? Um, and then how does that carry over into the morning? Yeah. Well said. And it's, um, that's the first thing I do with any client who starts with me is be like, what's your morning routine? Mm. And um, I often joke because sometimes I feel like some part of my job is to give adults bedtime routines and times of go to bed as well. And I feel like where's prime possum as an adult? Do you know what I mean? Like that was the best. It was like 7 p.m. You know you got to go to bed. What's this now- prize possum? Prime possum. Prime possum. What's that? Are you kidding me? I don't know what prime possum is. Oh, my God. We need to chat. We need to chat. <laughs> is this a Swan really? Hill thing? No way. It was like, this, like it was on Prime. Remember when Seven was Prime? Oh, prime. like a TV show. Prime possum. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Danny, I need to show you this. We need to Google. Prime possum <laughs> came on at 7 p.m. to put everyone to bed. Um, oh. and it was like this TV thing and it would come on and it would be like, kids, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> and so your parents would be like, okay, it's 7 PM. It's time to go to bed. Oh. Um, so I feel like <laughs> as awesome. a, as a coach, it's almost part of my job now to do that for adults to be like, mm. yeah, how many hours of sleep are we getting? And yeah. it's a, it's a, it's an incredible realization when you learn to understand how important routines are for our body um our circadian rhythm um our low level like self-worth as well and i'm exactly the same i need that morning routine and it's something i've actually picked up again this week because i let it slip Mm. and it's important to understand that it's okay if things slip from time to time we're human you're not going to always get up go for a walk you know bloody meditate deep breathe and do some Mm. journaling and read Mm. a book it's not going to happen right But it, it's like come, it should come and go and you should rather when things get stressful, we see, seem to push these things away because we don't have time and we're like, no, yeah. no, no, I've got all these other things. 
when in matter of fact, when stressful periods come, that's when we need to pick back up and go yes. morning routine now. Okay. Right. Cause it's like when things are slow and we've got time, it's like, I might read my book now and go for a morning walk. Mm. Um, and I'm so guilty of this when I pack my schedule and I'm like, don't have time. And yep. I'm like, actually, I don't have time not to do these things. Yeah, there you go. I don't have time not to do these things. And both you and I, and I think most people here, it's time. It all comes back down to time. And we are trying to do so much in our day where sometimes it's good, but you can't do it forever. You'll either burn out, you'll get sick, you'll resent, you know, social media, you'll resent what you're doing. So I think that that is a big lesson in it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, us high achievers love getting shit done to the point where, I feel like it's in our nervous system to get used to always having something to do because it feels weird when I've got nothing to do. Like when I'm switching off, it's like, whoa. But then the more you sit in that silence and, and, and label it something productive, like this is my rest time or my recharge time, not, oh, I'm lazy. I'm not working hard. I didn't get anything done today. Like language is so important around the free space that you're giving yourself. And that's where life happens. That's where you meet people. That's where you get to have a laugh, you know, have a dance in that free space. And I think I'm just talking out loud to myself right now, to be honest. (laughs) Well, that's what we do a lot of the times. A lot of the times, like a lot of the messages I put on Instagram, I really want to tell myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of the things it's like, this is actually either something I'm trying to, to, I'm speaking from experience Mm. or I'm speaking from a place of like understanding of being like, this is what I've been through as well. Um, and it's funny and as they do show me your tongue like they do all that sort of stuff um, and she was saying you know she was talking to me about busyness because I was saying oh yeah no busy this week busy very busy this mm. week and she's saying you know always packing your schedule really tight and trying to do more and more things all the time I would explore that it's sort of a form of like self-punishment mm. and I would thought about it like that always trying to achieve and obviously we had Michelle on the podcast and it goes very deep but it really did um provoke some thoughts in me about that of how much we feel like we need to take on in what way would it be self-punishment like not allowing yourself downtime Mm. like when things get busy right or if things shouldn't be busy we make them busy don't we like when things are quiet we're like oh now I've got time for this and that and I'll pick up this extra thing and I'll start this extra project and we'll do all these things rather than allowing for the space and being okay Mm. with just sitting in it and not being so busy yeah yeah for me I think it's a way of um I remember because in lockdown that was the hardest I ever worked because I was so stressed about external factors that work and being busy it's a cover-up for what's really going on kind of like doing a show as well Um, it's a cover up to allow you to feel productive, allow you to feel needed. It gives you all of these good feelings. So then it is like an addiction really, to Mm. be honest, always being busy, always having something to do, but yeah, how much can you do? And as we, we did have Michelle on talking about redlining when you just collapse, you know, oh no, you redline to the point where you're going really hard, really high energy, and then you just collapse. And it's like, oh, okay. That's when we, we need to reevaluate what we're doing cool, maybe I will go to bed a bit early or or just switch work off at a certain time every day and have some fun with my friends or my partner mm. or something like that. Um, maybe I won't work on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, being online, it's so easy to work all the time. Okay, maybe I'll have Sundays off and do something fun with the family. Yeah. There's yeah. all these little things that we can do. It's just about um, making a decision on what you will do 
but make sure it doesn't stress you out more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because some and days I'm sitting there with friends and I'm like, oh, I really should be working. But yeah. it's hard, you know, there's that fine line. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely resonate with you when you say that. And I think a lot of the times everyone remembers their first episode where they nearly burnt out. Like you remember oh, yeah. that period and you're like, oh, that was so hard. And every time you you almost burn out and hit the ground, you sort of knock some sense into you and then each time hopefully you don't hit the ground as hard and that's mm. the way I like to think about it like there was that period where I was going through all that those sleep issues where I was so close to burning out in fact I probably was burnt out for a long time and then now I'm just so prophylactic in preventing those sorts of episodes from hitting so hard you're always going to have that collapse like what Michelle talked about you know redlining things and then collapsing a little bit but you just sort of hope that each time you take a little bit a lesson from the collapse and like I'll just lay down a little bit of bubble wrapping each time Look at you with your, yeah, beautiful. That was very visual and um, I loved that. Lay down some bubble wrap. Um, you know what else comes into it? The the happiness and passion that you feel in what you do day to day. I get a lot of messages from people. Like people want to find out how we do what we do and I think that that's bloody awesome because they know that we started where we did and, and we are here now. No, we're not at our end point, but we're growing and changing as is everyone. I'm getting a lot of messages from people saying, how do I leave my job? How do I do something that I'm excited about? Because you've got the one extreme to the other. People like us who love what we do so much that we can't stop. But then there are people listening who are not passionate in their day to day and they actually can't feel motivated and things like that. So I find that very interesting. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that some people um, are happy doing, like they may not ever... I believe that everyone has a passion. Everyone has it. Mm. Some people don't want to work towards finding it. Some people are just happy to do their nine to five and just, you know, earn a living and work for someone else and do all that sort of stuff. And that's fine too. Um, I sort of think like your personality type comes out a lot in that. And what we tend to do is we think that our job title is who we are, but it's not it's it usually holds a lot of the same values and boundaries and things that are important to us in the jobs that we do but it doesn't mean that you can't take those lessons that you get from those jobs and apply them elsewhere as well Mm, mm. um it just means that you've got to put yourself out there and try new things but i i completely hear what you say um you know, when there are people that are like, I want to find my passion. That's amazing. You, that's, that's what you need. That's all you need. You just need to have that want and desire to find it. Whereas some people don't have that. And for me, I was like, why would people want that? Why wouldn't they want to find what they're passionate about and driven and work towards that? And then I was like, that's probably a type of like persona and personality mm. rather than them just being like, oh, well, you know, they're just they're just not passionate about anything it's I feel like it's there's it's a deeper level than just finding what you enjoy because some people just enjoy cruising life yeah I envy those people sometimes yeah you you just come home you clock off you watch your tv and then you're happy but 
it's it's we have multiple parts of, of our system and you can tell we've both been working with Michelle because we're really embodying the language that she uses <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the worker high achiever side of us is just one part of us and mm. I've really over the past year allowed myself to explore the fun Danny so mm. I I feel like I've got two even though that we have multiple personas and parts the get shit done Danny was in high like full speed in lockdown because that was a cover-up Okay, get shit done, work, hustle, passion, fuel, on, 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 on. But now I've recognized that. And although I love what I do, it's like, cool, there's more to me than that. I love having a laugh. I love loving people. Like it's just a softer side to that that's not as high energy. So I've really been trying to um, allow that side to come up as well. And it's Mm. funny because the more I allow that side up, although it brings different joys in life, I kind of feel the other side saying, come on, Danny, come to this side. You know, this is what you're used to. And and it's really um, interesting. So for those people who you know, uh, have their passion. It might not be work related as what Mm. you said. Okay, cool. Do what you do in the day today. Hopefully you don't hate it because we spend a lot of time working and then be an amazing parent, be an amazing partner, be an amazing friend, find your passion there, find your passion in an instrument that you play or a sport that you play. There's so much in it. It's not always about the grind and nine to five and, or, you know, um, never sleeping and always working. Yeah. There can be passion everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I've been reading this incredible book. It's called um, Start With Why by Simon. Oh, Simon Sinek. Yeah. Yeah. Really good book. book. Um, And it's sort of, you know, it makes me think about what we perceive as successful and what is like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I passionate about it? And I think Mm. those are the sorts of questions, like if you're trying to find what it is that you're passionate about you have to ask yourself why and you have to ask yourself what do you like doing what do you enjoy when do you feel yourself when are you most creative when you what makes you excited to get out of bed those sorts of things and that actually looks so different from person to person Mm. so incredibly different and I mean the biggest contrasting example is Luke like numbers and figures and and business and and workflow and and managing teams that excites him that Mm. shit does not excite me do you know what I mean so it's very different from person to person and just because you know um, I think everyone has the passion for fitness here but just say Mm -hmm. you've got people in your life that don't like couldn't think of anything worse than going to the gym or like listening to a podcast about fitness or tracking their macros it doesn't mean that they're like it just means that they're different they've got different Mm. energies and different passions and they're the things that they should pursue there are people who are like passionate about lawn mowing yeah do you know what I mean gardening it's just my dad does that my dad's worked for the council bloody I love him so much he's worked for the council for freaking 30 years doing the same job same thing and he's the happiest man ever you know he is cruising he's a complete opposite to me but we're similar in some aspects he's Mm -hmm. cruising had the same start time finish time he's like you know what Danny I'm so happy. I rock up to work. I know what to expect. I've got my work car. I get a mobile phone. I get all these. I get to have Smoko twice. You know, he loves it. And then yep. in the spare time, he trains like a boss. He has coffee with the family down at the, the coffee club. He's so happy. So yep. good example. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I, that that's the perfect example. I think happiness is so subjective. It's not a financial figure. It's it's not a scale. It's 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 not a number. It's it's like what 
like what you enjoy doing, like what you want to get mm. out of bed because, you know, success to me is just being able to live a life with my values and like free with space. You know, yeah. it's not driving a Mercedes Benz, but some people it is, mm. you know, it's, it's so context dependent. Yeah. What I've learned is there's always going to be more. Yeah. Like you and I have achieved some pretty cool things like in our time and other people may look and say, cool, I in really, our long life. in our time, I know <laughs> I sound like as if we're 80 years old, but in our long, in our time, you know, um, term pro athletes were able to formulate an online business and travel and have that flexibility. And yes, we put in the hard hours and we still do. It is hard work. But what I'm learning is, all right, we reach a goal there's always more. We reach a goal, there's always more, 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 more money, more followers, more this, more that. When does it end? It doesn't. doesn't. And you have to catch yourself out and actually enjoy what you're doing. And for me, what I'm finally able to be in a position of like over a decade of appointment-based work and and uni and being on a clock, I think that's why I have such a, a fixated mindset around it because I've been on a clock for so long Mm. only now have I recognized okay you've earned the right to be who you are professionally cool you don't always have to work take a step back allow that creative side to come in write your still I'm productive I write you know my books that I'm selling or the courses with Andrew things like that but you have to step back to allow time for that is that and for me it sounds so simple but it's hard particularly when you're so used to it and it's in a loop in your system to always be on the clock i've got five minutes to eat between this patient i've got 10 minutes Mm -hmm. now bloody to go to the toilet quickly like all these things yeah yeah it's hard to break yeah absolutely and it's drilled into us forever since we're young to work like yeah yeah, absolutely we always lived on a clock and times and restraints Mm. so it's absolutely no surprise that like for anyone who's um you know stepping into a business to realize that like you don't sell time for money right like you've got to move away from that traditional model like even me coming from an hourly rate you know that's the only thing I've ever known Mm. I remember being like I've had the hour from hell and I've earned 40 bucks I remember being like I've just dealt with like three liters of blood and like all these things for that and I remember being like that is so funny like that was not worth that no (laughs) but now like you it's it's changed the way I think about stuff because again moving away from that time restraint time not being money it's it's not about like you know, I'm not impressed by how hard you can work or how many hours. It's about how much you can get done in the least amount of time almost. Like that's yeah. impressive to me. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's such a it's such an interesting concept, but super hard to break out and even have time off. Like it's oh, yeah. so- and I constantly find myself justifying giving myself time off, being like, did 14 hours yesterday I'm gonna have like you know half the day off today I'm like why am I justifying that to myself like Mm. I take time when I need it when I want it and I should schedule um so yeah it's funny yeah I find you know society there's stigmas and I don't know even on Instagram you probably wouldn't really log on and want to see someone on a Wednesday at the beach I don't know it just plants a seed in our head of of that person oh they don't work hard who makes up time and rules and days and, and yep. that anyway? It's just Monday to Friday is like society. The sun Sunrise still goes up and down. Yeah, there you go on, on yep. Saturday and Sunday. Yep. But um, it's interesting. I feel like we do have to earn that right though. Like the amount of hours we've put in on the time clock 
or I've even worked for free for so long doing work mm. experience and everything. And once you feel confident enough in yourself, okay, cool. Think outside the box, find mm. your own point of difference, but it's a transition. You don't just go, right. We're going to stop today. It's a yeah. transition. I don't think you have to earn the right. I don't think you have to earn the right at all. I think if you've got the skill set and the drive and the will and the passion to do to do it, you know, you can well, That's do earning you... the right, isn't it? Earning the skill set, I meant. I couldn't just finish school and then be me now, have a seminar, you know what I mean? Why not? Because I wouldn't have known what I was doing. Yeah, but if if you did have like a belief in yourself that you were like, I've learned what I need to. Okay, you if get... I had these skills 10 years ago, yes. Yeah. For sure. I think... Yeah, so you you don't have to do your time. That's something I don't I don't agree with. You you got to earn the right because time is just so so such a weird measurement. You know, it's it's the same with training, right? You can have someone who has the right guidance, the right mentoring, mm. the right coaching, and get five years ahead in six months if they've committed, driven, passionate, put all their attention to detail. Whereas, you know, you've got people at the gym that are still beginner and they've been there for six years. So it's almost like the application and the intention is almost, it's far more important than the days, the hours, the time that you actually put in. And that's sort of the same thing as being like, I don't care how many hours people work, even myself, using that as a, a default justification of you've had a big long day. That's not impressive. It's like maybe what's impressive is getting all that work done in half the time. How can you actually do that? How can you do that in business? How can you do that in life? When we're selling time for money, uh, we can't. We can't do that because we're getting, you know, our value from the hours and the minutes. Um, what you said there, Danny, about the sun, um, the Monday to Friday, I. it's funny that you said that because that's something as well I don't really have because I've never worked Monday to Friday. Yeah. So, like, I was thinking, I was at the beach last Wednesday, Danny. <laughs> but the weather was nice and I worked on the weekends. <laughs> How good that our example, you randomly talk about a gardener. I'm like, yeah, that's my what my dad does. And I'm talking about beach on a Wednesday. <laughs> that's how lined we are. But yeah, no, it's, it is what it is. And that's awesome. Um, I know what you mean about time. And I meant, I suppose, earning the skill set rather than mm. earning the right, because you've got osteos, for example, who've, oh, I've been an osteo for 30 years. Don't deadlift or hurt your back. And then Ooh. here's me. I've graduated two years ago. Yeah. So time isn't a thing. Yeah. 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 Earn, earn the skill set and experience. Yeah. It's, um, we could go for ages, but I think, you know, we wanted to come into today talking a little bit of mindset and I almost believe like we've done that. <laughs> this is how our normal chats go, to be honest. It's a little yep. bit more PG rated, but, you know, we love bouncing ideas off each other and catching each other out and stuff. Was that yeah. your way of wrapping this up, Sherelle? I feel better. I was in a mood <laughs> at the start. Good? I feel better. I feel so much better. Yeah. Well, hopefully our listeners got something out of this, but you know, there's not always a clean cut answer to everything and we're not always on. So I want you guys to realize maybe that you can relate to us a little bit more after today and realize, okay, not everything's going to be perfect and planned and structured and organized. No, no. Maybe just sometimes you need a vent and talk what's on your mind and realize that you're not alone in what you're experiencing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, even with this podcast, like we don't, we work best a lot of the times when we don't structure and when we don't plan the same as like when we're really diving into some topics, we do like structure. I think it's important to have both in life. Mm. You know, it's like our Google calendar, right, Danny? I make sure I have one day a week where I don't schedule anything and I just listen to what I need and maybe you want to have a sleep in. I love doing a bit of work on my laptop in the bed mm. um, on a Saturday morning. It's like mm. my ritual. Uh, it's really nice to be able to have like a little bit of like certainty and uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Because although we may be achieving and always on the go now, you know, time goes past. One day oh, we're does. 80 years old and be like, fuck, I miss that person's wedding or I miss, yeah. I miss that. Yeah. It, I suppose it just matters what's important to you now yeah. and who are you doing things for? Are you doing it for yourself and for the right reasons or mm-hmm. expectations that you're placing on yourself based on other people who yeah. these other people probably don't even notice? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's crazy that you said that because I can't believe it's already March. Like nice. I cannot believe it's already March. Big year ahead. There's going to be a year. lot of cool things coming up. But yep. um, for now we're in sort of, I was going to say we're in cruise control, but that's a lie. Pedal to the metal as always. But What is cruise control? What even is cruise control? But I'm glad you feel better. What are you going to do now that you feel a little bit better? I'm actually going to get a facial done. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, I've been right working now. with a lady for skincare and sort of um, doing it, figuring out like um, a routine for my skin, which is funny. We're just talking about Oh, here about we go routines. now. You can post. <laughs> so everyone's been asking about my skincare routine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gag. No, Gag. do it, do it. That's fine. If it's but yeah, definitely, do it. definitely make sure that I have sort of half days off here and there. And yeah. Thursdays is one of them. Yeah. Thursday what are you doing for us today? Um, well, I trained this morning, did some squats, did the podcast. Um, now I'm going to work. I'm nice. off to Brisbane for the weekend watching the IFBB show. Oh, yeah. um, so I've set myself up to really, I'm doing a lot of traveling at the moment, which is so fun. And again, the discipline had to come from knowing when to pull back um, on the weekends to allow time for that. Because if I was so glued to my schedule, no way in hell would I be able to do all this cool stuff. So mm. yeah, I'll be working um, and then off to Brisbane tomorrow. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I've got a wedding this weekend as well. So it is yeah, nice good. to be able to to be able to step away from your traditional, you know, routine and work and and be able to have some fun and play a little bit on the weekends. That's it. Always got to have some time for play. Very good. Well, it's good to see you smiling. Yay. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode a little bit informal, a bit more casual. Uh, If you did enjoy it, please do take a screenshot, tag myself, Danielle, and, of course, the Level Up podcast. Thanks, everyone.